Comics, episode 187. Brooks, we have confirmed that you have indeed not mailed me the signed Mr. Miracle trick. We're going to leave with that? Yeah, that we are. Everybody's been waiting, dying to know. Everyone. Okay, yes, so, so I did not. Uh, I, I started to, to honestly, man, time flies, man. Today I was actually talking with somebody back home about coming home. Uh, in particular, to watch uh, Avengers with you, and I was like, I mean, I was home not not that long ago, and it's been Christmas. It's May. It's gonna be May. <laughs> but, uh, but okay, so you're right. Uh, I I have the book. It's signed along with the other crap that I've gotten signed for you. Sorry. Well, I've got a nice little spot for it on my desk, ready to go. So make that well, trip I home. Some, I need something signed for myself though. Get, get, make it happen. I'm tired of this one-way friendship. I'm tired of it. Uh, maybe I can get you pull some strings. A signed copy of Little Girls by Ashley Lonnie. I can do that myself. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, no one comes through Jacksonville, so I don't know what to tell you. All right. Well, Except for Nathan Edmondson. That's yeah, so long Were ago. Were we doing the fine. show at that point? No, actually. So, backstory. I mean not a big story, but Nathan Edmondson, for some reason, came and signed at our little comic book shop on Jack's Beach. I don't even know how they pulled that off. It's not a shop that was known yeah, for, yeah. like, getting anybody to come in and do well, things I mean, like he, that. Well, I mean, he didn't look happy to be there, so I think he was duped, by the way. Well, he sold some yeah. books. He did. He a t-shirt, also, I mean, the activity. I, I still have that t-shirt. But also, I feel like you busted a good hip-hop lyric, like, backstory. Not a big story, That that was, like, pretty good. Okay. All right, so. Did we mention that to Nathan whenever we uh, interviewed him? With so we, with the, with the, that we had indeed a, met him? Yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't think so. Uh, I, it, mm, who knows? It's been so long, man. We're getting old. Oh, God. Don't remind me. Okay. Sorry. Uh, but you have voted on the Eisner Awards. Is this true? So, all right. So we discussed that. Yes, it is true. So we discussed uh, last show that we, as being members of the comic industry, could vote on the Eisner's, which basically I think is, I believe is the perennial vote the 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 the, the oscars of comics yes, yes no? this is true so i explained it to my friends when i said that i had an, a a nominated writer on our show <laughs> the oscars of comic books okay this, is that what you said really yes that's what they are yeah that's what i said okay, and that's well, what they are. we are psychic buddies so anyway you mentioned that because we, we could do this so i went to the eisner website and i created a login and i voted i'm a voter you did it did you not do this? Uh, not yet, no. Well, what the Is fuck? Is it too late? I don't know. Are you too busy like, raising, raising a child? What's, what's the matter with you? <laughs> Something's going on, yes, yes. Okay, well, anyway, so I went in and voted. And and pursuant to our, when we see these things read out, after they're confirmed, I am reliable in like, I would say, five out of 20 plus categories. Really? Because you get to the point where it's like, uh, best limited short story, what off from jamaica like i don't know like so but i still there were there were there were certain ones where i, I definitely like this i like that I, I can't recall what exactly what i did vote for but i did vote and there were times where i felt like qualified but did you vote for kelly thompson i'm not gonna answer that question what i'm not gonna this is a secret You're that vote. guy yeah where at least i did vote not my country <sighs> all right whatever Wait, wait, who are you to judge me? You've cast What the fuck zero. are you, man? Brad Pitt? <laughs> I'm an Eisner judge, and I'm a judger of you. Okay, whatever. And I have Brad Pitt-type qualities. Okay. <laughs> uh, we've got Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 to begin filming next year. Okay, 
So there's hope. <laughs> <laughs> After all of this, there's hope. So we've got James Gunn back. We've got Thor is going to be hanging out with them. They're pro- probably Star-Lord's going to be looking for Gamora. Um, yeah, I was reading something today about how it was either the Russo brothers. I think it was the Russo brothers talked about, somebody asked them about Nova and in the Infinity War and Endgame. And they said basically that that's a character they feel that should be James Gunn's. Yes. So, I mean, they've already had the Nova Corps in there. Nova's someone that they could show up in Guardians perhaps and maybe branch into his own movie. Um, so, but I think we're all excited to see. We're all very happy that James Gunn is back. We're, has it been enough time yet from Endgame to like be anticipating new movies? Can it be enough time to? <laughs> <laughs> Have we recovered quite yet? I mean, still. So, uh, I mean, I'm ready to go. All right. Well, let's let's keep, let's keep it going. We've got Guardians of the Galaxy coming at, at some point. By the way, breaking news: I did read today that New Mutants has a uh, release date. I did as well. April 2020. Oh, that's uh, so far away. God, God. I mean, just they, release it like straight to Netflix already. This is stupid. Release it to Disney to, Plus. To, release it to, to Pirate Radio. I, I need. I mean, I, I, it's dumb. This, these actors are going to look so out of place. Yeah, it's all very weird. I'm, 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 I'm over it. But hey, but I, but what do you I do? Want to see it? Nothing. Wait for it and watch it and do it and pay for it. Okay. <laughs> all right. Well, we had three number ones this this uh, week to read. So let's uh, talk some comics. All right. Let's hit it. So we had Deceased, number one of six out of DC Comics. Uh, this is, here, I'll read the, I've got on Comicsology right here. I'll read the exact thing. Uh, a mysterious technovirus has been released on Earth, infecting 600 million people and turning them instantly into violent, monstrous, monstrous engines of destruction. The heroes of the DCU are caught completely unprepared for a pandemic of this magnitude and struggle to save their loved ones first. But what happens to the world's greatest heroes if the world ends? Uh, so this is, I guess up front, I, I was, I didn't quite understand if this was like part of not, I think it would say DC metal on the front. If it was from that, I didn't quite understand like what continuity this was happening in. If, yeah, if yeah. anything at all. Um, and that's just part of my ignorance of not reading that much DC. So I kind of tried to take it as just a standalone story that exists sort of nowhere. Um, Cause the things that I liked in it, like even just the shot of John and Damien playing, were they playing some video games at the time? Yeah. Seemed like a slightly older Damien, obviously one that hasn't appeared uh, in the likes throughout some of these other books, unless there's some other Damien book that I'm not reading. Um, given all that, um, I thought it was an, an interesting story. I mean, it, and it played into some similar, some similar things with, with like the dark side is stuff and, um, you know, how powerful he can be and manipulative. And, you know, and since I learned a little bit more about dark side through Mr. Miracle, uh, I was intrigued in that character. Um, I'm not, I don't quite get the, the whole, like, this pandemic, and I'm not quite understanding how it's occurring. Like, it's like coming through the screens. All right. So I, because I don't know what, I don't know what the anti-life equation is. Yeah. And and this comes up a lot, but, 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 but but even still, let's unpack this. So the, the heroes are chasing after dark side who once again is trying to fuck shit up for people. And they use cyborg somehow to translate this this equation to like ruin life but it's out of control and it becomes a thing that, that again I, I read it that it was like a transorganic situation whatever okay and, and yes if you have access to a screen that's connected to interwebs the, the interwebs yes you are fucked <laughs> but 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 i honestly man i i thought it was pretty cool I, I, it's a low stakes game because this is clearly not in the mainstream DC universe. So 
Batman's okay, hypothetically, as are other people, hypothetically. I thought it was cool. I mean, I, it moved super fast. Yeah, it definitely it, did. It, it was dark, and you know, there were some twists and turns that were like, well, shit, man. Who, I'm not sure who, which horse to bet on in this race. And as we've learned in the Connecticut Derby, don't bet on the winner because you could be <laughs> – Topical <laughs> humor. You. Topical humor is what the show's about. But I thought it was cool. I thought it was all right. I liked it okay. Um, did you notice anything specific about the art? That it was – depicting of comic book characters um so it was split up into three artists yes i did notice that okay and pages 7 through 14 were drawn by james heron of rumble fame at least to us of rumble fame i'm sure he's done many other things that people would know him of but if you go back through pages 7 through 14 it should look very similar to the awesome run of rumble from he and john arcudi which i guess is dead because i've heard nothing of that book uh, I think it's still going on, but obviously, you know, James Heron hopped off and we didn't like the sort of new direction that things went story-wise. Remember we read the first one and dropped yeah, off? I certainly did. Uh, but either way, yeah, uh, James Heron's pretty awesome. Big fan. Well, I did that. well, good on you for noticing that. I did notice that I like the art, so All right, but, well, I didn't know, but I didn't know why. So that's Deceased number one of six. I think think it being six – Listen, yeah, we always talk about miniseries being great things for, especially for a story like this in, in an offshoot fashion. Um, I don't think I, we'll see. It could come out again in a week where there wasn't much else to, to come out. Uh, like the only thing in my pool that came out this week was Super Sun. So, you know, I could see myself buying r- random issues or waiting until it's all done and perhaps taking a peek at this. And one other good thing that it, that it did, DC seems to do this real well is tease upcoming books they have. Um, somewhat sort of interested in scott snyder and greg capullo finishing off their batman run with this batman last night on earth it's a 348 page issues um you get a little teaser of it at the end of this with like a six or seven page teaser of it so good on them for yeah. you know you pay a little bit of money and you get like another third of a book they want your money i like it <laughs> and then we had nobody is in control part one planned obsolescence out of black mass comics uh, so this is a guy sees a man running through his yard, starts to follow him, catches up to him deep in the woods. The guy starts spewing nonsense of uh, conspiracy theories and whatnot. The first guy's trying to figure out what's going on. They go go back, then they go back into the woods, and they get trapped in this thing, all while talking nonsense. Um, I was super confused with the the back and forth dialogue between the two. Yeah. Um, what I did like in this book was the art style. Um, and it, I've talked about this many a times with things like Clay Thompson's Hawkeye run. Um, even like when we read Fight Club 2, like little call outs and, you know, interesting art choices that you can do. You know, they're making little call outs of you know, when he was bird watching, like the birds would come up off the book. That type of stuff thought- is like interactive and, and cool to me and not just a straightforward comic book panels. Um, so I did kind of like the the flow of that being thrown into, but the story, like I'm not into conspiracy theories in real life. So like following a fake one within this book, I was like, uh, the guy's like being real. Yeah. Real, yeah. Like, I, I, was, I was completely lost. Okay. So this is a four book miniseries, which mm-hmm. I, so you're a quarter way done if oh you stick God. with it. I, but I, but I also know, don't want to do with this. So it was not sloppily done. And we, so we got this guy who used to be a radio talk radio person and he spends his days um just chilling on this massive 
property that he's got, a 14-mile radius, and to, and uh, as is spoiled in the description, a guy's stumbling through, and he's mm-hmm. just spouting all kinds of craziness. And we're seeing all these like weird back and forths, and the layouts were cool, I thought. And then what's well, really real? I don't know what to say about it. Could it all be fake? Could it all be real? What's real and what isn't? Could could half of it be real? <laughs> Who's to say? <laughs> I, I don't know. Not me. Yeah, not me, because I will not continue reading this book. Okay, well, I hate when things don't work out that way. But I way. support them in their endeavors. I think the art art was cool, layout was cool. I'm lost in the conspiracy theory, and it was not enough to uh, to keep it going. I'm sorry. Well, well, well moving on. Uh, lastly, we had Spencer and Locke number one. This is the second volume, though. Spencer and Locke two, number one. Um, suspended by internal affairs, Detective Locke grapples with the demons of his past alongside his trusty partner, his childhood imaginary panther, Spencer. When Spencer and Locke face a scarred soldier named Roach Riley, will this unlikely pair finally meet their match? Okay, so first I will say, uh, we read this a while back to uh, prep for our interview. Um, so I reread it again, and I purchased it and subscribed to it. I had a lot of fun reading the first volume of this. Yeah. Um, you know, I talked... When we talked about it on the show, and when we talked with David, of D- D- David who uh, Pepos. There you go. Uh, it, it just obviously knowing what it's what it's derived from in, in Calvin and Hobbes. Calvin and Hobbes to me is it was always the book that you know. There's so many volumes of it. I think my brother had every single one of them, and in every room of the house growing up, there was a Calvin and Hobbes. So before I could even fully understand any of the jokes all the jokes or follow any of the storylines within them i was always reading calvin and Hobbes, and so this book just like touches on that little like childhood aspect of mine it's got like a soft spot for it now i'm, I'm instantly subscribed i i dig this i dig the story um i love the the callbacks to you know all those cartoon cartoon characters that we'll see i love that we've got a little bit more in depth from the interview of sort of what's to come in this in this go around and quite frankly, I don't subscribe to a whole lot of books anymore. So, and, and I kind of want something that is uh, just a little more fun and and not so serious, which I which I think Spencer Unlock is. Well, I'm happy to hear that. I did enjoy this book as well. I, I we, when we talked to David Peppos, Peppos, uh, uh, he had said that whereas you know the, the book Fables by Bill Willingham that you know I enjoyed, mm-hmm. where they incorporated all the fairy tale characters and made them relevant and real and 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 modern. This book's going to take, uh, I guess, comic book story, comic strip characters and do the same thing. I, I'm down with that concept. And I thought it was good. I really did. And I think it, it, it saved this week in terms of new offerings for me. Okay. Perfect. Good. Fine. Good. Wonderful. Great. Grand. Everybody on the bus. <laughs> <laughs> for next week, we've got Excellence Number 1. This is out of Image Comics. This is Spencer Dales was born into a world of magic. His father belongs to the a- Aegis. A secret society of black magicians ordered by their unseen masters to better the lives of others, those with greater potential, but never themselves. Now it's time for Spencer to follow in his father's footsteps, but all he sees is a broken system in need of someone with the wand and the will to change it. But in this fight for a better future, who will stand beside him? Kari Randolph and Brandon Thomas ignite a generational war in this action fantasy series made entirely by creators of color and committed to one truth above all others. Excellence is real. And this is also the only thing that I could find this week. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't have to put it on blast instantly. That's our thing. All right. Well, it sounds great. And uh, we are on the hook for reading it. All righty. Uh, the only other thing I got to this week, uh, 
the aforementioned Adventures of Super Sons, which I am subscribed to, uh, written by Peter Tomasi, of course. This is issue 10 of a 12-issue maxi-series. So, um, we've been, I feel like we've been following this story a, a long time, much longer than toward the 10 issues that it's been, of the, like, the kid Lex Luthor and all these young villains. I've enjoyed it, um, very much so. Uh, but I am kind of ready for like this theme, this this whole this story, the story itself to come to an end. But I don't want the book to come to an end, which I think it yeah. is after this twelve issues. Yeah, it is. So I'm kind of concerned about that. Uh, but either right. way, you know, loving it. I've enjoyed the, the ride very much. So, and uh, yeah, that's it. Well, you are really going out with a bang, aren't you? <laughs> I mean, I do. I I I, I feel the same way. Where I like this flavor, and I like the characters. I like the art. I like just their interactions. But I do agree with you that this, you know, I I really enjoyed the last book of this more than the, what this this maxi series has been delivering on. It it just it just feels slow, and it, I don't like some of the directions. You don't know, hate outer space books, outer space books. I just do. But yeah, but I still like I still like these two, and I feel like you know we, we've already learned that Jonathan Kent has, has been aged, and uh, we're not going to revisit this these two this way. But but I'm going to miss it. Yeah. I will as well. What else did I do? Old Man Logan 6 and 7. Uh, I didn't realize I was not subscribing to this book, and it went on without me. Whoopsies. Ooh. So what's interesting is, so this is a 12-book run, and um, the first six books, uh, I'll spoil none of it. Well, you should read it, by the way, but uh, the first six books covers you know Old Man Logan's leaving of this reality, and I've learned that book seven picks up where he, he's going to spend his last six books uh, in his in his home place, you know, wrapping up the last of those of those points that he's had open for all these years, uh, but I do enjoy it. And then I read Uncanny X Men number seventeen, um, which is still enjoyable. It, we still have the uh, body that Psylocke was in for the last thirty years, running around doing stuff, and that's strange for me, but I'm enjoying it. So I'm not much better than you are when it comes to reading <laughs> stuff. <laughs> that's fine. There's uh, too many comics. That's what I'm saying. In weekly news, I'd say probably the biggest thing that occurred over the last few days is the release of the full Far From Home, Spider-Man Far From Home trailer. So we've got, clearly they're waiting for a couple weeks of Endgame to have passed as there's, you know, plenty of reflection from Peter in this, uh, in this. We, but the bigger news is we get, um, confirmation that the multiverse exists. Yes. So we are, we are in Earth 616. This is true. And yeah. also, a friend of mine from work pointed it out. So we have learned, if you were snapped away, life went on without you. So are Peter's classmates 25 years old now, or what? They, so from everything that I've read, it's like his close friends all got snapped. That is just so convenient. Yeah, right? Even Aunt May. So everyone else, perhaps he's gone. they're going back to school and just as they have a whole different classmates. That's just so convenient. Right. I'm just saying. I mean, either be, I don't, I don't know. I, and by the way, of course I'm going to see it. So still. the big themes here, it's, they're sort of playing up Spider-Man as the next Iron Man. Um, being yep. in that he's going to obviously carry a franchise and it's, you know, it's interesting that it's the character that is still partly owned by Sony, but yeah. If yeah. there's if there's one thing that they want to do in planning out another ten year spectacle like we just witnessed, is you know the the kid that Robert Downey Jr. handed the reins over to 
um, in all those scenes. Uh, someone who is young like Tom Holland is. He's clearly not going anywhere. Um, and of the Marvel characters, there's probably none more popular than Spider-Man. So, you know, they could easily pull it off, it seems. Um, I would imagine, you know, at, at some point, to, if that's the route they go, I imagine at some point Spidey starts showing up in some other character movies, just like Rob Downey Jr. had, had been doing. Yeah. Well, I, again, we, so we've learned that it's, it's, it's actually not a prequel. And and we've learned about the multiverse stuff, and we've learned he's mourning the loss of Iron Man, uh-huh. and and uh, I mean, and also the, like is Mysterio a hero? I I don't know. I, of I think course, trying to play us for a something there. I, 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 so are you saying that we are in fact a victim of Mysterio's illusions? Don't trust the trailers in Mysterio. His name is Mysterio. I wish I'd like that as a hashtag. <laughs> don't trust the trailers. Also. Uh, is could the multiverse be a future way of them sneaking in the likes of mutants that is the fantastic dis- four that is that has been discussed you non-reading spoiler bastard so yes so that that has been discussed that this that they're going to fold in these other people the the, the fantastic four x-men etc deadpool certainly this way which is convenient but also like Okay, cool. Let's do it. <laughs> However, you need to make it work. We are uh, ready for it. So, so there's two Quicksilvers. I like it. Whatever. Uh, Marvel signs artist Patrick Gleason to an exclusive deal. So this was a uh, big news to me, uh, simply because that he is partner in crime with uh, Peter Tomasi as the artist on the Batman and Robin New Fifty Two run that I love so much. Um, you know, we we I think we've talked recently about many a people. Uh, more specifically, Bendis and Chris Anka that have gone from Marvel to DC. And this is the first time that a name that I sort of know and stuck out to me had, had gone back the other way. So, you know, I'll be interested to see what he starts drawing, um, what he's going to be a part of, uh, what characters he'll be given. They've sort of put out teasers where he's drawn up some characters of, of basically all around the universe. So not quite sure if that, uh, you know, means anything rather than just letting him do that, or if there's any specific book he'll be on. Uh, but it seems as though Amazing Spider-Man might be one, and then, uh, you know, the rest is up to him as to what he wants to do. The rest is history. Mm-hmm. That's exciting. And writer Matthew Rosenberg apologizes for controversial X-Men death scene. So I realize you don't read this book. Mm-hmm. Okay, so they did this thing, the last book, where a character called Wolfsbane, who's been around for a very long time, you will learn about her in 2020 when you go to New Mutants in the third quarter. <laughs> so so she died off quarter, uh, off quarter, uh, off panel, whatever, and that, which is also in itself strange because this character's been around for a very long time. And when they reveal on this issue what happened to her, they keep doing this thing, which I just find so annoying, where mutants are basically shunned by society, despite the fact – I've said this so many times. You have Spider-Man, who also has weird powers, He, but he got them by, by a spider. Mutants were simply born with these powers, but we hate them. So she's walking through the park, and she's approached by this group of thugs, and they cross the line. She's not into it. They accuse her of being like looking normal to attract normal people. And thus they kill her, basically. And this has been sort of been uh, theorized. This is like a version of like trans stuff. L- 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 I'm going to get in so much trouble. A trans person luring a somewhat unsuspecting person into thinking that they are born and the body that they are projecting at this point. Okay. And 
and that's fucked up. That's 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 the argument here, and he's he's, he's which I I, I kind of see it because the, the lines are so weirdly thin and blurry when it comes to like the way mutants are portrayed in the comics. Mm-hmm. And he's and now he's he's apologized for this whole Michigas and goddamn can't we just read about people flying and killing each other without any problems? These poor mutants. Is there ever? What are like the main X Men books where they're just like thriving and everyone loves them? There's no such. Does thing. that exist at all? No. In fact, it, when it comes to mutants, you are considered lucky if your shit's not public. Meaning, like, Glob Herman is an unlucky person. Yeah, you're your favorite. <laughs> but but it's been somebody like Jean Grey, who's not only uh, hot, but her powers are invisible. Well, you're lucky. Those poor poor souls. I know. Maybe I, it could be it, like a cool what if story. And what if would be what? What if it was cool to be born? What if looking? everyone loved the mutants but hated everyone? Flip the script. Let's do it. I like it. <laughs> It'll be our first uh, foray into comics writing. We'll submit it to uh, Marvel uh, by way of Kelly Thompson. And then the Eisners. <laughs> Which we will vote on ourselves. That's right. Two votes. Let's do this. <laughs> all right. Well, that's all we got for this week. Uh, tune in next week as we review Excellence Number 1, as noted. And uh, make it through some other uh, books of ours and follow up on the news, per usual. So Get uh, after it. In the meantime, hit us up at TooManyComics.com. Find us online. Uh, always willing to uh, chat some books. Ah!